Hello and welcome to Beneath the Staircase. We are your beguiling hosts, Kelly. Hey, and I'm Kelly too. (laughs) Two crazy ladies who love nothing more than to talk ghosts and everything paranormal. Join us, won't you? And now for the paranormal news. 14 lights were recorded off the coast of North Carolina. A man by the name of William posted a video on YouTube at the end of September. So William was riding a ferry between an island and the mainland when he said he saw the lights that were visible for a minute and a half. These lights were bright and grouped above the water with no land in sight. So, Kelly, you've seen this video, Mm. and in a previous episode, we discussed for like a millisecond, because this is a whole topic on itself, that you believe that aliens exist and they're out there. And um, myself, I haven't done a lot of research or looked into a lot of stories about them because I'm really into ghosts and, you know, thinking about history and ghosts related to that history. So (laughs) when you saw the video, what did you think? Um, my first reaction was a holy shit. Um, those lights are, the lights are so, well, people will see this, right? We're going to put this on our website. Yeah. We're going to put it on the website for sure. So when you see this, the lights are so close together. There's no way that they're planes. I mean, and they're, no, and they're hovering. They're hovering and they're not, they're not moving. And I I know he does have a little bit, you know, it's a, it's a home video. So it's not like he's on a. Um, what is it called? A tripod or anything right. like that. But yeah, they're not moving. They're not like soaring back and forth or anything. They're bright. And they're, they're clustered cl- together so close. Clustered. Um, the fact that they're hovering makes me think for sure UFO. Yeah. Because I feel like, yeah. you know, there's always like talk about military spacecraft or not military spacecraft, but military crafts like that, training. There's no way. There's no way. And the fact Some that they are so close together. Yes. And the fact that they were hovering for only that short amount of time and then they blinked out. Nah, mm-hmm. that's ghosts. I mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> aliens. <laughs> and there's huge, if you follow this and you look at the comments, there's back and forth people's ideas, but like conspiracy people are like, whoa, I have questions and this is, you know, this is, this is different. This is special. This is a special video. Yeah. I love it. Thanks for sharing that with us. No problem. Hey, Kel. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> So today we're recording at a different time of day. We usually record it's, during the day and now it's evening time. It's dark here. It's dark there. It's very dark. It's very dark. <laughs> um, so I've had a rum and Coke. Have you had anything to drink? I'm on my second glass of wine. Oh, shit. You sound Mm -hmm. a little different, too. What's wrong? I have a cold ever since my kids have been in school. We've just been sick, so I've been sick for about a month. But uh, I think it's it's nice. It sounds husky, right? I think it's, like, sultry. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So if we mess up a little today, maybe it's because uh, a little bit of drinking's been happening. They, They can forgive us, maybe. Maybe. Okay, so today... We are talking about haunted dolls. What? 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 I'm talking about one of the most famous cases of object possession. That's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Annabelle. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> Cue music. We don't have any music. We don't have that. For, <laughs> we don't have production <laughs> like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
So if you've seen the movies or even just the trailers, you know that Annabelle is the name of a haunted doll with a terrifying history. Yes. The real-life Annabelle story began in 1970 when a nurse named Donna received a Raggedy Ann doll as a gift from her mom. So that's a little something different. If you've seen the movies, it's a porcelain doll, but the real-life Annabelle is actually a Raggedy Ann doll. Those are creepy anyways. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Any dolls. Just stop it with the dolls. Okay. (laughs) She put the rag doll... Oh, this is... I'm sorry. I'm going right back into the story without leading in. Donna put the rag doll on her bed and began to notice it changing positions. Yeah. mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes a leg would be crossed or... Was it missionary? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Sorry. You said she was on the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Get it together, Cal. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. I'm going to start. Let's just just do this. Okay. Sometimes a leg would be crossed because she's a lady, or the doll would be lying on its side (laughs) when there was no one in the house to move it. Then the girl and her roommate, the girl is Donna. I'm sorry. You guys, this is awful. Okay. Then Donna and her roommate began to find parchment paper on the floor with written messages such as, help me, help us. But they didn't keep parchment paper in the house. The doll began appearing in different rooms and at one point appeared to be leaking blood. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. The nurse's first thought was, there's an intruder moving the doll around the house and leaving notes. Because that's what intruders do. (laughs) Don't steal anything. (laughs) When that was ruled out, according to the Occult Museum website... Not knowing where to turn, they contacted a medium and a seance was held. This is never a good idea. No. No. Pause for drink. (laughs) The nurse and her roommate, who I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know her name, were introduced to the spirit of Annabelle Higgins, who was said to be a young girl that resided on the property before the apartments were built and died there at the age of seven. The spirit told the medium that she felt comfort with the two roommates in the apartment. And, hey, she wanted to stay with them and be loved for a little while. Come on. Let me in there. So the roommates decided to give Annabelle permission to inhabit the doll. Ooh, but things only got worse, Cal. What happened? Oh, man. So you remember Ed and Lorraine Warren? I do, yes. Right? You might remember hearing about um, them from a few of our previous episodes. Mm-hmm. They are paranormal investigators and were called to deal with the doll. They asserted that the doll was not inhabited by a human spirit, but a demon, and was extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. They decided to take the doll home, which, <laughs> duh, right? <laughs> Bad idea. That's what you do. And Ed told his wife, Lorraine, that they should avoid the highway because he was going, it was going to be a rough ride home. Well, it turns out he was right. At some point, he had to sprinkle the Annabelle doll with holy water to calm it down because the car stalled not once, not twice, but (laughs) thrice times on the way home, and they lost control of the vehicle. Twice. Oh, that was so loud. I'm sorry, you guys. Okay. 
Annabelle now resides in the Warrens Occult Museum in a glass box with a large sign that reads, Warning, positively, do not touch. But even behind the glass, Annabelle's curse continues. A young man had apparently come to the occult museum on his motorcycle with his girlfriend for a tour. Mm-hmm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great fucking date. First, I was going to say first date, Dude, but okay. I would do That's it. That's the difference between you and I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As Ed Warren was giving the tour, the young man started to mock the doll. And while doing so, mm-hmm. he ran up and began tapping on the glass of the case that the doll was enclosed in. He challenged the doll to put scratches on him like it had supposedly done in the past to a man named Lou, who had been friends with the doll's former owner, Donna. Ed kicked the young man out of the museum. About three hours later, the young man died when he lost control of his motorcycle and hit a tree. His girlfriend survived but remained hospitalized for over a year. If you are interested in seeing the real Annabelle, hey, hey, you're in luck. She still resides in the Warren's Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut. All you need to do is buy a ticket. Done. All right. Well, that was great. I'm going to talk about... That was good. That was good. I'm going to talk about Robert the Doll. Have you heard of him? Okay. I've heard a little bit. I feel like I've seen him on Factor Fiction or something from Mm -hmm, like 1998. mm -hmm. But go on. Okay, so Robert the doll, right now in 2019, is 100 <laughs> years old. Oh, shit. Or no, he's over 100 years old. I'm sorry. It's not his oh, birthday, but shit. It's, he's over 100 years old. And right now he resides in Key West, Florida, which I think is probably a nice place to retire. Maybe. Oh, never yeah. Been. I would love to go. I've never been. I've never been, but it sounds pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So the creepy thing about Robert is that he's kind of a life-size little boy. He's 40 inches tall. He has, you know, he's he's wearing child's clothes. He's wearing like he a sailor black, suit, isn't he? He's wearing a sailor suit. <laughs> and, you know, not fashionable now, but when he, <laughs> when he was wearing it back then, in 19-whatever... <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. This is a great podcast. No, no, no. No, when no facts. My, <clears throat> early 1900s is okay. when he was made. and um, But he has black button eyes, and he's full of, like, wood shavings. So he's kind of, he's kind of stiff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into this. Let's get into the story, Robert. Let's dive deep in. Let's dive in. So Robert's original owner was creepy Robert Eugene Otto. So Robert he named him named, after himself? He named him after himself. Wow. So for the purposes of this story and also his friends called or family called him by the name of Gene. So just make it easier so okay. you know who I'm talking about. So Gene was a member of a prominent Key West family. And the story goes that Gene was given this doll by one of the family's maids. And it said that this maid put a curse on the doll with voodoo and black magic. And she gave it to Jean as a way of getting back at his family. So obviously she felt that she was, you know, mistreated somehow. Um, And this is some way of her, some way that she was getting revenge. Yeah. So Robert and Jean went everywhere together. They did everything together. Jean, you could say, was obsessed with Robert, calling him his best friend growing up. 
So this would have been cute if Jean didn't start blaming Robert every time he got in trouble. Oh, wait, it how old ne- is Jean at this point? So I, I think I, he was a little boy. Okay. okay. So I think he was before he, he was, I know I have something where he was about 10 years old. So before he was 10, he received uh, Robert as okay. a gift. That's better than like, I was imagining <laughs> something different. Okay. Oh, just, just wait. Just wait. <laughs> um, so he blamed Robert every time he got in trouble. So it was never Jean's fault. He would say, Robert did it. Mm. So they have a big stately home. They have maids. and I don't want to say servants. It's not Downton Abbey, but they have people, lots of people in the house and his family. They overheard Jean holding full-on conversations with a doll when he was on his own. So some claim to hear Jean and then a different voice totally responding back. No. And if that wasn't strange enough... One night, Gene woke to find his best friend sitting up on the end of his bed. No. Empty eyes staring at him. Mm-mm. No. And his mother woke suddenly to, <laughs> to the cries for help from her son and loud bangs. <clears throat> when she tried to open his bedroom door, it was locked. Finally, the door opened to reveal the room had been torn apart, furniture flipped, and little Gene was cowering on his bed and said, Robert did it. Oh, Jesus. So after this, the family started to notice some weird things about Robert. And one of the most famous things about him is that he will change expressions. So if you look at a picture of him, and we'll show it on his, you know, on our website, you'll see a picture of Robert, and he is really creepy. Um, but they say he will change his expression. So say you're talking to Robert or talking about something in the room, and you'll look back, and Robert will look um, upset, and then you look back again, and he kind of looks angry. So oh, that's shit. one of the things he's really known for. Yeah. And <laughs> so you would think that would be enough for the family and Jean to be like, okay, we're burning this doll, right? Well, did he burn would the doll? <laughs> nope. <laughs> so <laughs> Jean kept the doll into his adulthood. Of course. And he became what people would call an eccentric artist. <laughs> and <laughs> Eccentric, right? Air quotes. That covers a lot of things. Okay. So when Jean got married, his wife, not surprisingly, was not a fan of Robert. I mean, there's only so much room in the bed, right? Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) She asked Jean to lock the doll up in the attic or the highest point in the house, which is known as the turret room. She's a wise woman. And so Robert and put, sorry, so Jean put the doll up at the highest point in the house and locked him where he couldn't harm anyone or creep anyone out anymore, <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. But, you know, if it was up to Robert, that wouldn't happen. Mm. So when people came to visit Jean and Anne, his wife, they would complain of hearing something pacing back and forth, back and forth overhead, strange giggles in the middle of the night. Ooh. And when they went to investigate, Robert had somehow moved from one side of the room to the other. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, and the neighborhood children were not safe from Robert the doll up in the attic either. They complained to their parents that someone was watching them from an upstairs window when they walked to school. Assuming it was uh, the attic where Jean had locked him up, Jean went to confirm he was still sitting where he left him. But when Jean climbed up into the turret room, Robert was nowhere to be seen. (laughs) Somehow, he made his way down from the attic and was found sitting in a rocking chair in one of the bedroom windows. No, 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 no. How, right? No. 
I don't like it. I'm going to crawl into your room next. Okay. <laughs> Kelly! <laughs> so Jean promptly moved Robert back into the attic, and he had to do this more than once. But Robert decided that that window was for him, and he was often found sitting in the rocking chair. So when Jean died in the mid-1970s, Robert the doll stayed with the house. And when it was sold a couple years later, a woman by the name of Myrtle. Myrtle. <laughs> no, that's the of the doll. I'm sorry. I, just, I like that name. Myrtle. And, Myrtle. <laughs> <laughs> and she would have the doll for another 20 years. Um, before she would donate Robert to the museum, claiming that the whole time she had him, he would move about her house inexplicably. So now Robert lives in the Fort East Martello Museum, where he gets numerous daily visits, which he observes from within a glass case. So same as Annabelle. Oh. And it is said that cameras and electronic devices malfunction near Robert. Um, if you were to take pictures of him and you get home, they might not be there, but all the pictures from the rest of your trip to Key West would be there. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Key West. This is not sponsored. Um, <laughs> Um, and also they say, the people at the museum say that you must ask Robert's permission because it is said, if you disrespect Robert in any way, something bad or evil will happen to you. And to this day, yeah, the museum receives letters of apologies written directly to Robert the doll from people who have visited and then ultimately suffered some ill fate. So people have blamed car accidents on Robert, divorces, deaths, and they're writing letters hoping to end their streak of bad luck, hoping not to be under Robert's spell. Okay, can we just say I'm sorry, Robert, for talking about you right yeah. now? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Robert. I love yeah, you, Robert. still there. I he's love you. Today's Paranormal Tweet comes from at Gregory88. This thread was published on October 29th of 2018. The thread starts like this. Something weird is happening in the woods outside my house, and I don't know what to do. Greg, <laughs> Greg explains that the house he is living in is not really his, but his late grandfather's. The house is located in a small mountain town that is eerily quiet. Everything was normal for the first few days, but when he returned home from the market on the third day, he found something strange on his door. It was made of, well, let me tell you. (laughs) It was made of sticks and twine and had some small bones tied into the middle of it. He decides to burn the relic and forget about it. But the next morning, he finds more of these creepy handmade trinkets all around the outside of his house and in the surrounding woods. So I'm not going to go into great detail. I'm not going to give the story away, but Uh it gets very creepy very quickly. There are pictures and videos that go along with the story, some of which scared the crap out of me. (laughs) I've seen them actually. They're kind of freaky. They're freaky, and Uh they really make for a fun and spooky read. But we'll have the link to the thread up on our website, as well as some images and snippets from the story. Awesome. 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 Done. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about this episode or any episode you've heard, please go to anchor.fm slash beneath the staircase and leave us a voice message. You may be featured on one of our future episodes.
Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we have. Please join us next week when we discuss more spooky tales of the paranormal. We'll see you beneath the staircase. <laughs>